I awoke from a dream. What time is it? 4.28 a.m. I went to turn off my alarm, only to realize I'd forgot to set it. When I awoke this morning, I knew more than when I'd gone to bed. But how is this possible? I'm a believer in the power of the subconscious mind, so I began to review what had taken place in my dream. I went back into the forest of the Bigfoot 200. In the deep, sensory-depleted darkness of the Washington State woods late at night, time behaves differently. Running, I would hear the croaks of the occasional frog, the rhythm of the raindrops bouncing off giant leaves. Through the rustling of the wind through the large, towering redwoods, I could sense an abundance of life and my place within it. Waist-high brush surrounded me on all sides as the trail went further into the night. I felt time pulling on my sides with little branch hands. Or was it pushing me out? That night, alone in the woods, I could not help but think of the philosophical thought experiment. If a tree falls in the forest and no one is around to hear it, does it make a sound? But I was in a different world right now. Time felt frozen, and I was allowed to run within this vivid painting. I was within an interconnected world, beyond just simple human senses. My footsteps were rippling through the forest for miles. Those reverberations caused an extra rain droplet to fall from the humid air onto a leaf, onto the head of a toad, causing it to bellow. I was not feeling the rhythm of time here in the woods. I was feeling the rhythm of myself. Just as I had explored during a beach run on Sanibel Island a few years prior, I found myself in a reflective moment on the topic of time. Maybe I hadn't found the answers I was looking for prior. Or maybe the concept of time was one that is only conjured up in those internal storms from giant, violent ocean currents. Maybe it was only within those moments inside our minds, emotionally naked and bare, during a long ultramarathon, can we shift through the beach sands of our souls. Maybe that is one of those rare moments when we can uncover the real treasures the storm waves washed ashore. If you listen closely, there are no natural tick or talks to time. In our daily lives, we stare at wall clocks. We tap side buttons of our phones for reference. We look up to the sky, to the stars. Time is a thing, of course, just like the limits we impose on ourselves. One of my biggest stressors in life is the lack of time. I recently told someone if there were only 48 hours in a day, I wouldn't have any problems. But is this really the case? Is one hour of crying and pain last the same as an hour of pure joy? Of course not. And we must remember that we all comprehend time differently. We all comprehend life differently. We are all so unique and beautiful. No two people have completely similar notions of what beauty is. What you might think is a flaw, some might think is the most beautiful part of you. Just like endurance limits, beauty is a perception. You get to see in people what you want. You can point out each shortcoming and mistake, but why? I think this tells us more about that person. Have some empathy for others. We all are flawed humans. Forgiving is powerful. Life can change in a blink of an eye, but here, looking skywards, 
within a fine mist floating downwards onto my face in the woods, I realized that no two moments are ever the same. Life is change. There is a beauty to this. Within this single moment, within the present, we live within a precious, unique snapshot. Do not just make the most of each day or some preconceived notion of time. There are no seconds or hours of time. Make the most of now, right now. Even if it's within a dream, make the most of life. With that thought, I awoke from a dream. What time is it? 4.28 a.m.? I went to turn off my alarm only to realize I had forgot to set it. And that was a moment I, I can look back on now. And uh, that was one of my favorite moments, getting a foot massage by Hayden at mile 62. This is um, a fan of yours, and I'm just calling in to express my admiration. It's Dean Carnassus, the ultra marathon man. Hello, listeners. This is Chris Mako, and we are live. And you're listening to Training for Ultra podcast. This is Anime Flynn, and I'm here talking to Training for Ultra podcast. Yeah, it's like really, I just need to catch up with Rob. 100 miles is not that far. <laughs> I, I thought oh. it was a joke, actually. It, it is. I thought it was one of your jokes, yeah. It is a joke. Okay. <laughs> okay. So classic. Oh my God, you because literally thing would be like beep, beep, beep. Mother, mother, beep. Mother, mother, beep, beep. Mother, beep, mother, beep, 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 beep. One, two, one, two, three, four. <laughs> Training for Ultra Podcast. I'm Sally McRae, also known as Yellow Runner. Hey, this is Carl Meltzer, the Speed Goat, and I want to welcome everybody to the Training for Ultra Podcast. Welcome to episode 105 of the Training for Ultra Podcast. My name is Rob. I also go by Training for Ultra. And we have an interesting, almost like educational type episode. I don't know that much on CBD oil, so I figured let's do some education. If anything, I mean, I'm interested to know more about it. There's been some headlines about athletes running into trouble getting flagged for THC due to using CBD oil um, type products, topicals. Um, so I figured... Let's talk with Brian Frank. He, he's he been working on CBD products that I personally use for years now. It's some of the gold standard within the industry. And, you know, I, this interview was difficult because I felt like from an interviewer perspective, I had to hold back. I don't want to get anyone in trouble with the, with the FDA. And, uh, so I, I couldn't make any kind of medical claims, which, you know, put me in kind of a weird interviewing spot, but I thought that his insights were worthwhile and helpful. I mean, even, you know, for us middle of the pack, you know, back of the pack runners that we'd never even get tested for anything, um, but possibly at work, I think was what Brian mentioned at one point, um, you know, it's interesting. I think we do have to edu- educate ourselves. And as I've said for quite some time now, it's know where your vitamins are coming from. No, like anything you're going to put in your body, just generally get a sense of, of what's going on there. Um, big thank you to the show sponsors. Ultimate Direction, I'll be using 
their waist belt with my Kogala light. It's an awesome setup. I'll also be using the Mountain 4.0 vest. Big thank you to Sufferfest Beer. They had a huge announcement. Uh, they're coming up with a new beer that's being it's available now called Head Start. And it's going to be in a variety pack that is actually available nationwide. So I know you've been waiting years for for that announcement. I promised it was coming. I didn't know how long it was going to take. Um, but yeah, Sufferfest Beer has been a huge sponsor from just about day one. So thank you to their team. Thank you to Hammer Nutrition. If you need a referral code, feel free. Uh, 25, 28, 88, and you'll save 15% off your first order. Big thank you to Candace Burt and Destination Trail. They have awesome races, a variety of distances, and so far from what I can tell, I've done two of them. I mean, they're almost life-changing type experiences, just in absolutely beautiful areas. So check them out if you're looking for race ideas. And then last but not least, Exoskin. Coming up uh, here in just a few days, by the way, I'll be bib number 200 at Tahoe 200. Um, I'll be using exoskin toe socks, calf sleeves, base layers, and probably during recovery, some of their um, kind of compression type bottoms I find are are really comforting and and helpful uh, through recovery. And so big thank you to exoskin. I really like the high quality products that they make and yeah, they work really well for these, these ultra races. So if you need 20% off, feel free to use T the number four U 20 for 20% off your order. So thank you to them. Thank you to Patreon supporters. I'm now adding some perks to Patreon. So if you are in need of coaching. I know we're now teamed up with Matt Daniels Run Club for special um, Patreon-only pricing, which is a cool kind of unique added benefit. I've thrown in some shorter audio clips into Patreon-only, and I'll try to start doing um, some more exclusives for you guys because you make this all work and possible. So enough on that. Let's learn a little bit about CBD oil with the founder of Hammer Nutrition, Brian Frank. I'm joined again by a friend of the show, Brian Frank. He is the founder of Hammer Nutrition. If you haven't already checked out his episode number 53, it's by far one of my most popular ones. Download that, check that out. But just a pleasure having you back on the show, Brian. How have you been? Hey, Rob. I've been great. And, uh, seems like it was just yesterday that we recorded that episode, but I, I know it's been maybe a year and a half or so. Uh, but thank you so much for, uh, for having me back. It's, it's my pleasure entirely. We'll, we'll stay in better touch going forward here. You, uh, you, got, you took care of me at CCC, gave me a ride, bought me lunch. I mean, it was great. Um, but I, I definitely need to stay in better touch. And, I mean, I reached out to you because – all of a sudden, CBD oil, there was a few posts on social media that really caught my attention and I think kind of caught fire um, and freaked people out because they, you know, they don't want to do something illegal and, and there's a, a lot of misconception, misinformation. And I was like, you know what, let's, 
let's talk to someone that is incredibly knowledgeable on the topic and reach out to the guy who basically in, invented what I use so that it works pretty well. Um, you feel comfortable talking about this? Absolutely, Rob. I um, love to love to talk about you know my products and helping athletes and the things that I'm passionate about. And and CBD is is definitely um, at the top of that list right so, now. So I'll I'll try to play a little devil's advocate and also because you're so knowledgeable and I'm such a novice. I mean, 101. What what is CBD oil like? explain just the 101 level kind of overview of what we're even talking about here. Right. And try to keep, try to keep that simple and, uh, <laughs> and um, in layman's terms, but essentially, you know, there's a, a, a whole huge array spectrum of plants and botanicals that we benefit from. You know, Western medicine, Eastern medicine, Native American um, medicine makes use of botanicals and extracts from them. Um, you know, I grew up using calendula uh, for all of my cuts and bruises and things like that, a calendula salve or calendula tincture, um, as well as arnica uh, from the arnica montana plant in homeopathic form and in topical form. Um, so, you know, there's, there's, this is not new as far as looking to the plant uh, world for therapeutic and or um, health and performance benefiting substances. CBD, um, cannabidiol, as its um, full name, and of course, you know, this is from the genus of the cannabis plant, which has two very distinct types, one being the THC form of cannabis that we call marijuana, and of course the CBD-rich form uh, that is the cannabidiol. We have a system in our body already resident, the endocannabidiol system, that's not unlike a lot of the other self-contained systems we have in the body. We have receptors in our brain and central nervous system that are apparently looking for CBD. Wow. Uh, when CBD when CBD is not present in our diet or through supplemental form, um, I would suggest that that creates a deficiency and or a dysfunction in this internal system in our body. Um, human history is rich as far as the cultivation and consumption of hemp cannabis forms, the use of it for making ropes and sails. Um, in fact, originally, if you were homesteading in America uh, back in the 1800s, early 1900s, you were, had to commit to growing hemp on your property. It was considered a essential staple crop for any community. Um, and of course, hemp seeds and hemp hearts um, and different parts of the, of the hemp plant are very nutritious. Uh, very high in essential oils, um, and again, would give us this cannabidiol content that would feed our endocannabidiol system. So you fast forward to a point of where hemp production had been eliminated and outlawed and 
confused with, you know, reefer madness, you know, marijuana, THC, psychoactive, you know, get you high. And now we're in a point where we have all this stigma, misconceptions, misinformation swirling around this, this amazing substance. Um, and then on top of that, you have the carpetbaggers, the charlatans that are coming in to get rich quick, um, selling phony products or misrepresenting the potency, purity, quality of the product they're selling. Um, and it's, it's a really strange position, I think, for most consumers to find themselves in. I mean, why do you think the FDA needs to start looking into this? Or are you opposed to that? I mean, would that help the situation or hurt it? Well, I think the FDA is, you know, is is challenged in a lot of ways. Um, what I can tell you, you know, that that I know about CBD is that it does not have side effects. It is not habit forming. Um, there don't appear to be any known contraindications, um, and so I think it's a matter of of the FDA and everyone else recognizing that. Um, and if it, if it does check all those boxes, then it should properly be included on the generally regarded as safe list of mm. nutritional and supplemental and botanical ingredients. Um, and as far as I'm concerned, you know, from a regulatory standpoint, um, why would this plant or substance be regulated any differently than calendula or arnica or 150 other botanical extracts that are sold yeah. on every street corner? Yeah, no, I, that's, that's a good point. And so for the listener's background, if you're just tuning in and you're, you're just learning about this, why would a hammer or any athlete for that matter, uh, use CBD oil. Right. So I'm interested in, and, and we discuss a very specific area of benefit um, that athletes who use CBD in various forms tend to experience. Um, and again, I want to also remind everybody, you've seen it, you know, elsewhere, CBD and claims, medical claims, health claims being associated with its use. Um, we do not make any claims in the medical or therapeutic area. I have been using CBD personally for several years, and we have been selling it um, now since August of 2018 for two primary and very substantial benefits. This is the improvement of sleep quality and the overall reduction in discomfort and soreness that athletes experience as a result of doing things like high volume running, cycling, triathlon, et cetera, et cetera. And again, there's a very common term that's used to describe this condition in the body, which can affect muscles, joints, organs. Um, it's a, but again, we refer to this as discomfort and soreness um, and swelling, not 
the typical term that would be used that yeah. would get unwanted attention. And so this is the area that where I get uncomfortable because there's so much FDA scrutiny. Um, I mean, they have teams of people scouring websites all day long, looking for bad actors who are making medical claims because that's really the only way they can jump on somebody um, is if they're making, and again, this can even be third-party endorsement claims. So if somebody submits a review on your website that you publish in which they make medical claims as to the effects that they've experienced from CBD use, that can get you a 482 letter from FDA real quick, which is sort of like a cease and desist wow. or worse. So, um, so this is why I, you know, people have been a little uncomfortable you know, with, and, and somewhat critical of me over the past 12 months because we're being so, so cautious about making claims. Again, sleep quality, we all know there's a lot of other terms that people refer to when they have trouble sleeping. Um, yeah, it helps there. But again, I'm interested in sleeping better. If I can get better quality sleep, more third stage REM time, um, that helps me recover. And I want to recover faster every day. Um, same thing. If I have less soreness and, and oops, I'm not supposed to say that. <laughs> if I have less discomfort and swelling um, in, in uh, certain areas of my body as a result of using it, that's great. Um, I mean, those two benefits, as far as I'm concerned, more than justify the very modest expense of, of CBD usage. If it does more than that, if it happens to do these things that people are talking about in the realm of you know, therapeutic and um, health benefits, hey, that's all bonus. That's just icing on the cake for you. So, I mean, this is a weird situation because, like, can I even give my opinion on the product? Or am I then essentially a third party like endorser? Or, you know what I mean? Like it's sure it's weird because well, when, when there's... speaking to people, go ahead. Sorry, when speaking to people, you know, one on one, and again, when if you if if you could be a you know listening in on the headset of the callers who call in every day to order more product from us and the things that they're telling us and the, the benefits that they've personally experienced and those of their you know, family and loved ones, it's amazing. It's miraculous. Um, but we can't talk about that, and we can't put that in writing. Um, so, you know, it's one of those things where it's like, look, one, it's not going to hurt you. Two, if you're dealing with a reputable company that checks off all the boxes um, in terms of quality, purity, um, potency pricing and a money back guarantee like we offer, you got nothing to lose. The worst case scenario is you try it for 30 days and you go, eh, I don't yeah. know what all the hype is. It didn't change my life. Okay. No, I, I agree. You know? But again, as far as talking about it is concerned, I mean, if, if you, you know, look on our website and on our, our CBD pages at, at the dozens and dozens of five-star reviews, you can, you can really get a feel for what people are talking about in terms of the benefits that they are experiencing, um, but they're not, we're not just falling back on simple claim making. Oh, it cured this. Oh, it eliminated that. You know, we just, again, 
I'm sleeping better than I ever have, you know, in, since I was in my 20s. <laughs> okay, that's a, state, that's a true statement. That's not, a, that's not a medical or health claim. Wow. I'm scared to even ask a question now. <laughs> it's funny because, okay, so what I was thinking is there's this informational void right now. And that yeah. that can create situations where people freak out. Like I, I witnessed, you know, there was one or two social posts about mm-hmm. basically whatever situation it turned out that there was some kind of red flag for THC that, that occurred. And, um, and then there were people that kind of jumped on that, like, Hey, some people said, just be careful with like the source and other people just totally don't use CBD. It's horrible or whatever. Like, and it must be a difficult position for a company like you that, then has difficulty even explaining like all of this stuff because you're concerned about, you know, getting those letters in the mail or, you know, becoming a vilified for it. Um, Let's talk about the team. But keep in mind, Rob, this is not new. The level of scrutiny and the intensity with which the FDA is focusing on this, on CBD, is the only thing that's new, okay? I mean, you know, we have FDA reviewing our website on an annual basis, if not more frequently, and we have for decades. And, you know, they'll, you know, they'll, we hear from FDA, oh, hey, you know, there's a statement on the product detail page for boron um, that says, you know, something that we don't like, you need to change it. Um, so we've, we've been dancing, you know, this dance with FDA walking this tightrope for 32 years. Um, I mean, again, the things, you know, that I can say now about coenzyme Q10 mm-hmm. and let me digress for one minute. I think we talked before in, in our, you know, our first interview and part of the creation story was that, you know, I had come upon this amazing micronutrient, the miracle nutrient coenzyme Q10 in high school in the eighties. Um, and it had amazing effect on my, on my cardiovascular endurance, um, energy endurance and recovery. We couldn't say the things that we can say now, 32 years later with literally thousands and thousands of studies that have been published. So could today I can tell you that supplementing with coenzyme Q10 increases cardiovascular health and reduces, you know, heart disease, because that has been proven over the last 30 years through literally thousands of research studies. And today, CoQ10 is one of the most popularly prescribed um, nutrients for cardiovascular health in the world. And because of its effectiveness, it's a prescription drug in most other countries. Um, But yet again, it has no side effects. It's not habit-forming. It has no contraindications. Um, and it's a substance that's innate or natural in our body in every cell. Um, so I couldn't have told you any of that 32 years ago without being worried that the FDA was going to jump on me. Yeah. Today, it's, you know, on TV. You're watching TV and they're telling you about ubiquinol and how it improves cardiovascular health and so on and so forth, you know, on TV. And I'm pretty sure in 30 years, <laughs> there'll be a recommended daily allowance for CBD. 
Mm-hmm. Um, it'll be, it'll be in, you know, every kind of product you can imagine. Um, it'll be totally mainstream. Let's it, talk, you know, it, let's talk about the other side of, of this. Is there, has there been any findings of like, can you overdose on this? If you're allowed to talk about it, if I ask you anything that's borderline, just, just, uh, yeah, yeah let me know. But can you overdose on um, CBD other than just probably having to, uh, use the woods or the toilet. I mean, n- n- not even that. I mean, you know, again, there's there's been a lot of you know pretty high dosage consumption recorded um, on the therapeutic side, um, and you know, there's research underway. There's new drug applications, you know, right now passing through the FDA um, for a prescription form of CBD intended. To to treat a very rare and severe form of epilepsy. Yep. So, you know, and that would be, again, compared the doses that they're working with are not the same as what we're talking about consumers using. Um, so again, so let's talk about the consumer. You know, your, your listener out there, um, they've heard the good and the bad and all the hype about it. You know, they've heard that there's all these hucksters out there selling it. Um, you know, fake CBD products or whatever. Um, pricing is all over the place. So if you want to try it, what do you do? Um, and let's also not forget about this THC component and that, that issue, okay? So for me, if I'm st- starting to talk to somebody and they're like, okay, I don't know anything about CBD other than all the hypes and the crazy claims I've made, talk to me. So the first thing I'm telling them is, look, there's three types Sorry about that. No problem. There's three types of CBD on the market today. Okay. There's isolate, which is a very refined processed form that is down to just CBD, just cannabidiol. There's no other forms. There's no other terpenes. There's nothing in there. It's just, and of course, the origin is unknown, how, where this plant was grown and how it was processed. Before it got to be a CBD isolate, we don't know. Interestingly enough, it's only the CBD isolate that the um, new drug applications and, and these um, drug studies that are underway are focusing on. Um, isolate is not a form of CBD that we sell, nor is it one that I recommend because, again, there's there's unknown... unknown um, unknown sources and manufacturing and, and processing issues. Um, but also it's a one trick pony. Um, part of the, the amazing, you know, attributes and, and thing benefits that people experience from CBD um, products isn't just from the actual CBD itself. It's from the hundreds of other components that are in the plant and that you get with a full spectrum or a broad spectrum oil. So that's the other two types. I was mentioning isolate. Mm-hmm. The second type, which is also which is the most common type, is what we term a full spectrum oil. Okay, and that means it has all of the terpenes, all the different C components to it, but it also contains THC. The third type is the only type that we deal with. And, and th- this th- is, THC gets you high, essentially. That's 
THC is the psychoactive part of the marijuana plant that, yes, causes people to get high. Um, so there are actual so, CBD products that contain THC in them? and Absolutely. Okay. Most of the most popular ones on the market, most of the most topic, po- popular topicals on the market, as well as the ones that are very well known um, are in uh, oral consumption, are, are full spectrum. Okay. Now, the Farm Bill from 2018 last year says that full spectrum is now legal in all 50 states if it's under 0.3% total content. Now, this is where it gets a little bit sticky because unless somebody was to consume massive quantities, I mean, just be drinking it by the gallon, 0.3% THC content is not going to get you super high. Um, and especially if you're applying it topically, it's, you're not going to, there's no psychoactive properties so whatsoever. I could lay in a bathtub of it and still not likely I, be getting I, high. <laughs> I haven't, I haven't tried that, but I, I, it doesn't, it does, it does, it probably wouldn't happen. However, THC and CBD accumulate in the body over time with consumption. It isn't like it's something that's water-soluble that, you know, you take it on Monday, and if you don't take more on Tuesday, it's gone. Um, It's going to stay in your body. And these trace amounts, um, again, we've seen it on the oral side. I'm not familiar with topical, but we've seen the people who are taking full spectrum um, with the THC, and oftentimes through processing, it gets to be a little bit higher than 0.3%. Um, that do start to register um, THC on drug tests. Um, and again, there's two different kinds of tests out there. There's the you know athlete USADA, IOC, WADA tests, and then there's the institutional drug testing that you see in law enforcement, um, emergency personnel, and large companies. The, the testing is down to 50 parts per billion. Um, Normally, limit of detection would be one part per million. Um, and again, this, I know this is all very technical, but what that means is is that you know, tiny. A, person walk, a person walking down the street who um, has never knowingly inhaled or consumed any marijuana or THC would probably show something around five or six parts per billion if they were tested. Um, if a person, you know, is around people who are actively smoking and, you know, and or passing on THC in that way, they may register higher than that. Um, so the limit of detection on the institutional tests has gotten down to that 50 parts per billion, which is, again, less than a drop of water in a swimming pool. Um, and so we, we don't even, it's, you know, we're not even going to risk it. Yes. Broad spectrum is more is a little bit more expensive because it has to go through a radiochromatography process that extracts or eliminates just the THC from the oil, leaving all other components intact. But that's all we sell. That's and even in our topical in our balm, only THC free. Um, and that's my point on this subject: is anybody who has any concern whatsoever with regard to possibly being drug tested either through their work or through sport 
if they're going to use CBD, it needs to be certified THC free. And how, what is that certification process like? That's probably a huge pain in the butt for you guys. Um, well, but a necessity, it's a new, right? It's a whole new industry. Yeah. Well, it's, it's a whole new industry. Um, third-party, ISO-certified third-party laboratories. Um, it's a booming business in this country, I'll tell you what. If you own one of those labs, you know, you're just you're growing exponentially. Um, but so what you're looking for in a CBD product is a verifiable third-party certificate of analysis um, for every batch that they produce that verifies the CBD content, the absence of THC, the absence of any heavy metals, solvents, or contaminants. Um, to me, that's like the very first thing. You don't even, I'm not even going to worry about the price of a product until and unless I know that the company is producing third-party certificates of analysis on everything they're selling. Once you get past that hurdle, now you know, okay, if it says, you know, it's 250 milligrams in a two-ounce, you know, bottle, 30-milliliter bottle, that's what's in there and nothing else. Okay, now I can buy it. Now the price. Um, you know, hemp is, hemp is very quickly becoming a commodity, because in all truth and fairness, it is. I mean, if you're using good quality hemp seeds, the hemp that's being grown in Spain or Kentucky or Colorado or California or anywhere else is essentially the same. Especially once you process and pull out the CBD, that CBD is the same. So, so if really quick, sorry, are there organic in like is there an alternative form of hemp? It's non-organic. I, it just weird question. Has it been genetically yeah. modified at all ever? There's no genetic modification that I'm a, a, aware of, um, and there is. And hemp is all you know. Hemp, our hemp, and, and any good quality uh, purveyor of hemp is selling an organically grown product. Now, again, going back to the isolates, we we don't know how those products, how those hemp plants were grown before they were um, processed in, into that isolate. Um, but that's another thing that you look for um, on your, you know, sort of quality seal of approval um, is produced with organic hemp, um, a minimally in, invasive um, and natural um, processing method. Mm-hmm. So that you don't have to worry about about that. Um, so yeah, it's definitely going to be organic in nature, um, and again, processed in a using a um, a CO two extraction process and radiochromatography for the THC removal. But so now, let's say you vetted companies A, B, and C, and you've got three companies that you know are legit. You know they've got THC free CBD organic certified third-party testing for purity, potency, um, and lack of contaminants. Okay, now what's the difference between company A, B, and C? Uh, they all say there is the best and so on and so forth, but is it really any different? My contention is at that point, it's not. So you're just talking about the price. 
And this is where, you know, we're seeing prices ranging in the market from eight cents a milligram to over a dollar a milligram. And that's the part that kind of chaps my hide is these companies that are saying, you know, we've got the latest and the greatest and the special. It's not like anybody else's. Our CBD is the best and we want you to pay 50 cents a milligram for it. Um, you know, versus another company that's, you know, not about the hype. And, you know, they have market pricing between 8 to 12 cents a milligram, depending on the quantity and the size you buy. That's the sweet spot. That's what, that's what a consumer should be paying, um, both for topical and for oral. So, for instance, you know, our topical CBD balm um, 500 milligrams of CBD content in a two ounce all natural beeswax based, you know, non-petroleum, uh, bomb is 50 bucks. So 500 milligrams, 50 bucks, you're paying 10 cents a milligram. You got a good deal there. Um, unfortunately I've seen, I've seen CBD bombs, the same two ounce jar, 50 milligrams for 69.95. Hmm. That's highway robbery. Well, I just buy yours and then I put it in these other jars. That's my side business. <laughs> right? Well, at this point, I mean, at this point, you possibly could. I mean, um, but again, you know, I've, you know, pricing for me has always been about, you know, what my cost is and a reasonable margin to allow me to stay in business, you know, and this is what we're charging consumers. Um, and this is where we are on, on our CBD products. Um, and like I said, I'm, I'm not going to sit here and say, you know, everybody should buy CBD from Hammer and ours is better than anybody else because it's, it's not. Um, it's just, it's the best quality. It's the best pricing, you know, and you have a company like Hammer standing behind you. Now, if there's another company that you found that you, that you and this athlete in question that they like and, uh, you know, they like their creation story and they like the people that are behind them and they want to support that brand and they're selling you legitimate, good quality CBT, CBD at between 8 and 12 cents a milligram, awesome. Buy it from them. Yeah. Well, and you got to, I mean, I'm sure the listeners never heard my uh, referral code before, so they could get 15% off too. Brian, I know you've used my code right. before. I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, and, and again, I mean, you know, in two years and three years, these multi-level marketing companies that are trying to sell the sizzle and charge a dollar, a dollar fifty milligram, I'm not sure they're going to be in business. And and if they are, they're going to have to massively reduce their prices, and they're going to have some explaining to do, as Lucy used to say. Um, yeah. Or Ricky used to say to Lucy. Um, yeah. You know, and we're still going to be right here where we started out from day one. Um, and yes, we have discounts for subscription and, you know, the referral, oh, yeah, um, we have a lot of people now that are, you know, they don't pay for their CBD because unlike all the rest of my products, you know, maybe, you know, another athlete or two or three that might benefit from hammer gel or enduro lights, everybody knows somebody who would benefit from CBD and they don't have to be a hardcore endurance athlete. It's your aunt, it's your uncle, it's your cousin, it's your niece, yeah. it's your nephew. I mean, there's an application for just about everybody. I mean, I was I was very cautious at first. I mean, just 
because of my lack of knowledge. And so I, I was happy just in the fact that it was what I, I mean, it's on the bottle. It says it's gold standard. And I mean, how long have you been working on this idea? This was not like jump on the bandwagon. Like I'm, I'm guessing this has been in the works for some time. Is that correct? Yes, this is correct. And I appreciate you bringing that up, Rob, because there's actually been some suggestion from from some customers and different sources that I'm, in fact, just, you know, jumping on this bandwagon um, and that we rush to market. Uh, but and again, people will, you know, they'll say that. And I'd, that's never, okay. I'd never heard about it when you were telling me about it in Chamonix. <laughs> <laughs> right, and that was last August. We actually introduced it and start and sold our first CBD product on August third of two thousand and eighteen. Um, I had been researching it and, and using it personally for about three years prior to that, um, and just essentially, you know, waiting for first WADA to take it off the ban list, and then second of all, for uh, the Farm Bill and the FDA to clarify its legality. Um, so, you know, when that happened, I was, I was chomping at the bit. Um, and actually, you know, if I did rush in any way, um, it was really to be able to provide my customers with a known and trusted source. Hopefully after 32 years, people, you know, recognize that hammer is, you know, a legitimate brand, you know, quality integrity products and so forth. Um, and so I wanted to give my customers, you know, sort of a, a beacon, you know, in the storm. Yeah. So when they're hearing all these crazy stories about CBD and everything, and, you know, they know that at least you know, there's one source, forget the hype, you know, this is how it is. Yeah. I mean, I, I knew it was um, becoming a big deal when I had maybe three or four companies reach out and want to sponsor uh, the podcast and... um. I, I'm feeling good in the in the fact that now that these kind of, regardless of what actually happened to this female triathlete, um, I mean we're we're going to hear more horror stories, but I've never um, been stressed out about it. I mean I just just like the vitamins that you guys put out, at least, and I'm always pushing the fact like, do you really know where, like they source the stuff that goes in your vitamin like in and it's it's just comforting on that front so i i appreciate you putting forth all the effort and being so careful going into this um and so i'm trying to think of just maybe one or two other questions and really appreciate your time um i do get comments all the time that Oh, hammer makes more than gels. I didn't know that. Like, <laughs> thanks for sharing that. Um, and let me see here, because I I did get quite a few questions. Um, well, let me just let me let me just mention something a, a point real quick um, in terms of my position and our position. Um, you know, I believe THC should be removed from the ban list, um, and whether. It, it's, you know, for recreational use or not. Again, it's a plant. It has no terrible side effects, contraindications, et cetera. 
and certainly athletes' careers should not be negatively impacted um, because they walked through a room where a bunch of people were getting high because it was legal in that state or country, right? But it's not legal yeah. uh, in from an athletics framework. So, um, you know, again, I, it's a tragedy, and, um, you know, I'm very hopeful that in the near future, um, IOC, WADA, USADA will – um, suddenly change their mind and take this off the ban list as well, because that would, I think that would relieve a lot of anxiety for people in terms of using CBD products. It's, then all of a sudden it's like, Hey, if it's got, if it's a yeah. topical and it has 0.3 or 0.6%, who cares? Um, but in the meantime, you know, I've always said, you know, just tell me the rules. I'm happy to follow them. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, it's it, Caffeine too, to me is like, well, Okay, so it's it's on the ban list too, correct? And at at high concentrations. Yeah, exactly. Right. And it, it's like a concentration level where I'm not even sure that person would be alive in most cases. Like, <laughs> so what's right. the use of making this so freaking complicated? Um, and let's focus on like other serious efforts that do need to be um, figured out. I mean. But yeah, I, I don't disagree. THC, I mean, if I were a competitive athlete and someone beside me was going to like smoke a joint, I'd, hey, like I don't, I don't see any advantage uh, that you're having over me like in this race. I, I don't know. Um, Absolutely. So again, so I'm, I would say I'm, you know, that's, I'm on record as saying, you know, THC should be a non-issue. Um, you know, it's, it's legal nationally in Canada. Um, it's legal in eight states in the United States with just about every other state and federal legislation probably pending. Um, you know, let's, let's end the witch hunt and especially let's, let's, you know, stop hassling athletes. Um, but the other thing I also just wanted to mention is because we've been, you know, kind of like cheerleading and rah, rah, you know, CBD is the best thing since sliced bread. I also, I just also wanted to mention that, you know, um, Ultra Running Magazine had a feature article on it in, uh, I believe it was their June issue, uh, three or four pages. Um, and the outcome was, meh, not super impressed. Can't say it did, can't say it didn't, you know, whatever. Um, and, you know, and we've seen that elsewhere. So, um, you know, if something sounds too good to be true, it usually is. Um, but as I say, you know, for me, um, CBD is the biggest revelation since I discovered CoQ10 in 1984. Um, and again, if you haven't tried it yet, you got nothing to lose. Um, and again, our reorder rate is off the charts and our return rate is next to nil. Yeah. If that says anything. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've been fortunate, um, kind of have, I mean, you, you told me to, to try it out back basically the day of the launch. So I've been in tune with what was going on there and I got, I got mine. I had both the topical and oral and, um, I don't know. I, I don't want to make any claims. I'm, I'm scared to <laughs> go, go too far, but, um, but that was actually, no, that was one of the questions I wanted to ask I, you I, is, I mean, without making claims, you know, for me, I guess the way a lot of times I, I find if, if I remember to take a product, if I want to keep taking it and every day I'm like, oh, I need to take that. That says a lot in terms of how it's working or not. 
So without going into very specific details and or yeah. making, you know, health or therapeutic claims, have you, do you feel that the topical and or the oral has helped you over the past 12 months that you've been using it? So I use the topical to start with and mm-hmm. put a little on my leg because um, it was almost near yeah, that's all I'll say. I just put it on my leg, and I was like, ah, like this doesn't work at all. And then, out of frustration, I put more on, <laughs> and then it, then I started to um, notice its uh, effects. And then, uh, I would say orally, I've been trying to figure out how to use it. And my thing that I've gotten in a routine of was. Like you said, people take it before they go to bed, um, and I just felt a little bit more refreshed, and I definitely utilize that at very, very specific parts of my training cycle, so almost like the same thing with my diet. I'm like, you know, certain, certain chunks of training are aligned with that, and especially post-race, I try to align um that and I, I take that REM uh, cap that you guys also make in combination with that uh, oral CBD and uh, I think it's tell me Rob did, it's when you really, started with yeah. that did, did you notice a difference in your dream dream life I mean were you did you see uh, more like when you're waking up in the morning that you're recalling uh, uh, yeah a little bit more vivid um, a little bit more vivid type dreams just because it was more sound uh mm-hmm. rest than normal um and yeah and that's what we tell people to look for or sustain both the rem caps yeah. rem caps and the cbd is because you know that that those vivid dreams or, or more active dreams is you know that's indication of you being in that third stage rem where you really need to get to to get the hormone system running properly and all of your recovery functions happening overnight. I mean, I'm not maybe the best person to ask with a young, <laughs> a young child at home and a toddler right. that both seem to wake each other up at perfect times. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, I've, I've definitely, um, and just tiptoeing around, I mean, post race is huge and I'm, I'm, intentionally utilizing um that dual uh those dual products specifically post-race to um help me through the triple crown so and specific parts of my training block so i've been very strategic with it i use it as a tool and yeah i don't i i couldn't agree more with the whole thc being a illegal uh, band product. I mean, I, yeah, I mean, I, we could probably talk for a whole podcast series on, <laughs> on just each band top, each band substance and pros, cons, and most of them are rightfully on that list. But, um, I think the list is probably so, so long that there are, um, a few that don't need to be on there. And I think THC might be a valid candidate, but, um, for the listener, I mean, email me, leave a comment, let us know what you think about this episode. Brian, thank you for taking so much time and any last words of wisdom on this CBD 
I don't know, mm-hmm. wildfire taking place? Well, again, I would also, Rob, again, just want to thank you for having me on and for letting me ramble. And, you know, again, please reach out. Anybody that has feedback, reach out to Rob, reach out to us, you know, support at or call our 800 number. Um, We're happy to discuss it with you individually. Um, And, again, you know, I think that it's something that it's it's for anybody who's doing high-volume training, never mind, you know, dietary concerns and other health factors that may make you a more likely candidate for this. But anybody that's training 6, 8, 10, 12 hours a week, they potentially would benefit significantly from topical and or oral CBD. And if they're interested in improving sleep quality, reducing recovery time and, you know, discomfort and soreness and and swelling and things that we've discussed, it's worth giving it a try. Awesome. Thanks, Brian, as always, and I I promise to stay in better touch with you. And likewise, I will do the same. All right, take care. Rob, thank you. Have a great weekend. And that's episode 105. Thank you guys for checking that out. Thank you to Brian Frank for taking so much time and explaining a lot of what I I was pretty clueless on with CBD oil. So thank you to the show's sponsors, Ultimate Direction, Sufferfest Beer, Hammer Nutrition, Exoskin, Destination Trail. Thank you, the Patreon supporters. Next up, Tahoe 200. I think I'll, I'll probably have a race recap coming up here soon, and I will try to share as much of that experience with you guys. It's leg two of the Triple Crown, and more importantly is the 401k coming up in October. If you haven't checked out 401k for pediatriccancer.com. It will forward you to a fundraising site where Empower Retirement is actually matching the first $5,000 of external donations. So every dollar donated there is just really important. I'll put in the show links if you guys have the opportunity. Thank you guys so much. Hopefully you enjoyed this episode. Don't forget to enjoy your training.